San Francisco. This is Rochelle Rosegold. Thank you for tuning in to my show, Levels and Luster, where I combine innovative audio with communication to create social change. Welcome to my series, Real Talk with Rochelle, where I host interviews with people who are involved in industries deeply affected by the coronavirus. In this episode, I speak with Ellen Kelly, Director of Career Counseling at the University of San Francisco, discussing the conditions of higher education and giving an insight into what current student graduates are facing as they enter an unprecedented time as young professionals. The first two episodes of this series were recorded before the police brutality protests started in late May. Moving forward, I will dive deeper into discussing life amidst a pandemic and focus on having important conversations as the United States reshapes and rebuilds in the wake of this social justice movement following the death of George Floyd. Once again, welcome to Real Talk with Rochelle and thanks for tuning in. Ellen, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Shelley. It's a real honor and privilege. I'm glad we can have this conversation. Uh, So let's just jump right in. As a staff member at the university, what was it like for you to adjust so quickly when the shelter-in-place order was issued in San Francisco? Sure. Well, in our office, we were lucky because uh, the week before shelter-in-place was USF spring break. And so my director made the decision that we could all work from home during spring break before we officially had to. And it was a quiet week because uh, students mainly were off campus. So we had a week prior to really ramp up. Uh, But once we did ramp up, the main concerns that I had was to support my own team of career counselors and making sure they had the resources and information that they needed I'm a single parent. I have a 10-year-old daughter who's in fourth grade, and so my attention was also very much focused on getting her ready to be a distance learner. She'd never used Zoom in her life. She now started using Google Classroom, taking pictures of her homework, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And it goes without saying, just trying to stay healthy. We, We just didn't know what this was going to be, making sure I had all the supplies, the Lysol wipes, all of that was important. And then, of course, how to support the students at USF who are my clients and the reason that I have my job. And uh, both the student assistants who worked in our office, we have um, about 12 of them. And also, uh, as I said, the students that come to me for career counseling. And I began really every interaction that I had with students by asking two questions. One, just how are you doing? I wanted to know how they were adjusting to the shelter in place. And then I always asked where they were physically uh, because I've had students that I've talked to from Australia, from Singapore, all up and down California, Washington State, and and everywhere in between. And some people are still in their apartments in San Francisco and and some students are with five other people in their family trying to learn. And so it was just really important for me to do my job well to ask those uh, two questions when I was meeting with students. Many people are dealing with the shift in the job, uh, whether it's, you know, the location and the type of work and interaction that you're dealing with with your uh, coworkers. And if you have children, 
managing the uh, homeschooling and then as well your own health and uh, your own your family's health so it's just there was a lot of things at once that we that needed to take priority right so what a shift in reality yes yes exactly i'm very very grateful to my staff at career services my director everyone I think we all adapted really well given the circumstances. So I, I feel very lucky in that sense. And you've mentioned using Zoom for video conferences in the past and usually for work. Uh, has this been a common practice for career counseling? And do you think that working from home is more or less convenient for you during this time? Sure. So we were, were lucky. We've used Zoom in our office for three years and we had a regular work from home policy that was one day every two weeks during the academic year and one day a week during the summer. So how to work from home, the, the nuts and bolts of that, we already knew and already had that down. So that was really lucky. Overall, it's been much more convenient for me to work from home. I live outside of San Francisco, and by the time I would take my daughter to school and make my way to San Francisco, I was in the car an hour each way. So I feel really lucky I gained two hours back in my, my day. I've been able to sleep in a little bit. Normally, I'm an early riser, but now I'm getting up at 6.30 instead of 5.30, it's also allowed me to have really regular exercise, which is wonderful. Every morning, I first thing I do when I get out of bed is walk for an hour. And I know some people have been hesitant to, to exercise, but that is really the way I center myself for my day and collect my thoughts and breathe fresh air and listen to the birds. And it's, it's how I calm myself and prepare for the day ahead. So I have really, really liked it. Seems like there's a lot of uh, benefits then for you. Yes, yes, definitely. The downside is I'm a very social person on the Myers-Briggs. I'm a high extroversion. Mm-hmm. And so I do miss the face-to-face interaction you may or may not know I've worked at USF for 20 years. So I have a lot of friends on campus, people that I consider my community, my family. Mm-hmm. And yes, I've connected with them via Zoom, but it's, it's just not like the same as running into them on campus or in the stairwell. Uh, so I do miss the social interaction and face-to-face. So do you think that working from home is going to be a more common and acceptable practice uh, moving forward with professionals? Absolutely, unequivocally. And the reason is that pre-COVID, there was a lot of fear across industries, really. I know maybe tech was more flexible working from home, but there was fear on the part of supervisors, human resources, were people going to work as hard? Were they going to take advantage of this new flexibility? But really, I have found that people have totally stepped up to the plate. Collaboration, it's easy to get 10 to 50 people on a Zoom, go into breakout rooms. So the technology really, really helps. And 
I think for uh, working parents out there, again, that flexibility. I don't have to leave my home desk and go pick up my daughter from school like I did before because she's just in her bedroom studying. Uh, so I think everyone has had a huge learning curve and they realize, yes, the world will not crumble because people are working from home, which I think is a huge silver lining. Mm -hmm. Write it down to, do we even need these giant office buildings? <laughs> exactly, exactly. The, the rent, the utilities, all of those things. So uh, I'm positive person in general, but and as difficult as this is of course everyone that is affected directly with the virus is on the front lines. My appreciation goes out to them uh, as they're risking their lives every day to keep our world moving. And at the same time, I think we're going to learn a lot. Our eyes have been opened. Exactly. So navigating graduation has been tricky for students around the world this year. Uh, currently, graduation ceremonies were supposed to take place last week at USF, and I'm seeing pictures, you know, of the students and their home graduations. Uh, how are students reacting to not having an in-person ceremony? The, the word that comes to mind is acceptance, and I think that's really helpful for not only graduates, but but for everyone. This, this is our, our reality, and certainly, this is not the graduation that they envisioned. USF is really lucky that we have this beautiful graduation ceremony in St. Ignatius Church. And I've always said to any new employees, I said one thing USF does really well is the graduation, the pomp and the circumstance. And it's, it's just so celebratory. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen this year. It couldn't happen. But... I think that the students that I've talked to are making the best of it, uh, lemonade out of lemons, and they're really showing their resilience. And uh, I'm sure we've all heard this in a variety of ways that when, when life deals you curveballs, what really matters is how you react and how you rise to deal with life circumstances. So in the big scheme of things, I, I graduated a long time ago from college. <laughs> I have glimpses and memories of my college graduation day, my parents being there and in the cap and gown, but, but it's, it's, it's not, it's life defining in the fact you achieved this accomplishment and it took you four years to do. And it, it just because you didn't get your one day in the limelight doesn't take away that accomplishment. And so uh, I think it's just been really wonderful to see the acceptance and making the best of um, a not great situation. Mm -hmm. That's good to hear, resilience. Absolutely. And so from a career counseling standpoint, what do you think the job market is going to be like for students emerging in the professional realm during this time? Well, without a doubt, it's going to be challenging. Uh, anyone that opens their computer or phone or watches the news or listens to the news knows that unemployment is at its highest at 15% since the Great Depression. Layoffs continue, furloughs continue, record number of people applying for 
for unemployment. And at the same time, there are still organizations hiring. It, it's not completely bleak. Uh, I think what's important is to, for job seekers, not only college grads, but, but everyone to be realistic about what the future looks like. And at the same time, I've talked to some graduates who have just been trying to get to the finish line, to finish up their classes strong. And I think that's, that's fine. They, they, they were given so much to deal with. Maybe they are, as I said, learning at home with five other people in the home. Maybe they don't have great Wi-Fi. Uh, but now that they've reached that point, I think it's important to show grit, as I, we were talking about earlier, and to set goals for yourself or go on LinkedIn or even Twitter using the hashtag hiring now, because that's how employers are distinguishing themselves. And again, to look at the silver lining that a new graduate is less expensive for a company to bring on than someone who has three to five to 10 years experience. You come in at uh, a lower salary, typically less benefits, uh, maybe not less, but different. Maybe you're not insuring a whole family. So companies still want the talent that new grads can provide. It just, how you go about getting that opportunity looks different and what those opportunities are is, is definitely different. And the last piece of advice I would give is being open to new possibilities. This isn't the way you wanted to end your semester. This isn't the way you wanted to graduate. And it's not the way you wanted to enter the job market. But I think, again, the more resilient, the more flexible, the more adaptable, the better off you're going to uh, be six months and a year from now. So what really is a defining moment right now is what you're doing in quarantine. What uh, type of things are setting you apart? Absolutely. And I think for uh, the foreseeable future, recruiters, employers are going to ask that question. What did you do? How did you make use of your time? And so every person has that choice to say, I went on LinkedIn learning. I took a, a free class at, at MIT or one of the other um, MOOCs that are, are out there. I started a side hustle. I started mowing grass, uh, mowing lawns in my neighborhood. Um, I started distributing food. I, I volunteered. I went to work at Trader Joe's because people still want to go to Trader Joe's and buy groceries. So I think it's really good advice to be a, a voracious learner. And, and we always have said so many times as a world, oh, I'm too busy. I'm going to get to that later. Well, now's the time to tackle those to-do lists and those long-term goals that you want um, to achieve. So although we don't have control over the situation in a lot of ways right now, we do have control over uh, what we're doing with our time and showing our resilience and our grit uh, during this time that could reflect positively to employers in a big way. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head, Shelley. So what is your view on the future of enrollment and staffing for universities moving forward? Well, if I was clairvoyant, I would be able to tell you that truly is the, the million dollar question, the hundred million dollar question. Maybe I need to get a clairvoyant uh, for, my next, for my next interview. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. 
if you can find one, I'll be tuning in. (laughs) Well, like everything else in life, this is causing everyone to pause and reflect. And as you know, a college education is very expensive and families and high school students are the consumers and they are asking themselves and even obviously current college students, what is my return on investment? If I put down this money, what am I going to get for that? And uh, I'm at heart a college counselor, and so much of college, if you are able to go away and, and live apart, is that experience on campus. It's what happens outside of the, the classroom. And when a student goes away, there's a, a counseling term that we call separation and individuation. And so you become a separate person from your family unit and you individuate. You get to make decisions for yourself when you wake up, when you study, when and what you eat. And if a student is learning in, at home in their bedroom, that isn't happening to the same extent. So obviously, universities are run on tuition dollars, and uh, there's going to be layoffs at universities, furloughs. It all depends on who decides to show up in the fall and what, due to the virus, um, an education can look like. Can it be in person? Does it have to be remote? Is there a hybrid model? Um, how do you socially distant on a college campus? So I know that administrators at every university in the country and world are, are pondering these questions every minute and, and trying to come up with solutions. And most of them come up with multiple solutions, A, B, and C, just depending on, on what is possible. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a lot of different areas to tackle with getting students back on their feet. Absolutely. And I love higher ed. I've devoted a huge portion of my life to, to higher ed. I, I see the value on many, many different levels. And at the same time, so many industries have been disrupted. Just look at, at Lyft and Uber and how we get our groceries, how we live our lives in this modern times. And I, I hope that some good will come of this disruption for higher ed uh, as well. But I don't think it will be without its pain points along the way. Mm -hmm. So lastly, on a lighter note, what has been your favorite thing to do during shelter in place? Oh, I love this question. And thanks for, for asking. I would say getting to spend extended time with my daughter. She is at this wonderful age that she, she's not quite a tweener and she still loves hanging out with me her mother and (laughs) um, uh, we take walks around the neighborhood which we never did before I mean maybe on the weekends but we'll even go on a a 10 minute walk just in between my meeting and her class so um, we've been watching American Idol I've never watched American Idol in my (laughs) life (laughs) but I let her stay up till 10 o'clock on Sunday night to watch it and uh, we've just been making up games in in our living room uh, which is is fun so just having that freedom of time to do things that we wouldn't do before and 
obviously we'll all go to our graves remembering uh, 2020 and the coronavirus. But I think for young children, uh, this is especially meaningful. And, and I'm just so grateful. My daughter's name is Patsy and how resilient she has been during all of this. So that's great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and just really appreciate you taking the time out and thank you for your knowledge. Oh, Shelly, thank you so much. As I said, it's a real honor and privilege and most importantly to you and your loved ones and to everyone listening, stay safe and be healthy. 